Okay. Blog Talk Radio. Um, this is your host, Sherri Ann Turpin, and we are now on the air. Um, this is At the Edge, and um, tonight we have as our guest, Madrina Angelique, and uh, we also have Akani, uh, Madrina Angelique's godson from Chicago. Madrina Angelique, who is initiated in the Palo tradition um, as Madre uh, Nganga, uh, and I'm, I'm really messing up with these names, so I do apologize. Um, um, oh Milanto <laughs> Centella Stoki Milho Milongo Cortaliba Cordosa, initiated by Chief um, Olele um, Afolegu, godson of Papa Antonio Ali. Um, Madrina Angelique is also initiated in Santeria. Um, uh, in, uh, India Orisha of the Keori Gedeya, initiated by Baba Ogun Solu, godson of Chief Olu Santosi of the Orisha Cultural Center in Nigeria and in Atlanta. Born and raised in rural Georgia, she has immersed herself in the study and practice of traditional Southern Hindu since childhood. So this, this is going to be a great episode, um, and we're going to have a great discussion tonight on the role of African traditional religions in culture making in the United States, global and also globally, um, and as an essential part of the um, African diaspora. Good evening, Madrina Angelique and Akani, and I do good apologize evening. for the mispronunciation. Hi. Oh, good. Hi, how are you? Pretty good, pretty good. So, um, yeah. So the overarching theme of the show tonight um, is thinking about, um, you know, African traditional religions, Afrofuturism, um, and as a madre uh, in Ganga, um, Orisha, and as a priestess in the Hindu tradition, um, hoping that the audience will become much more knowledgeable about each tradition's place in culture making and, and, and to kind of dispel a lot of the you know, quite frankly, the lies that have been told about um, many of the African tradition, uh, traditional religions. And so um, we wanted to kind of start off with asking each of you, actually, how you came to the various aspects of African traditional religions, and if you could give a brief, um, you know, synopsis of your story um, about um, each of your journeys. Sure. Did you want to start, Madrina? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, um, personally, um, I come from a West Indian uh, and uh, West African background, and um, the traditions have always kind of been a whisper, you know, in the family, uh, particularly since we've been in the U.S., um, but they've always been around, and I've always been, uh, I guess you could say, inclined uh 
I, more people would explain like a psychic ability, but I, I clearly explain it as just the communication with my ancestors. And um, I had personally had some issues growing up in Chicago here and uh, got to a point where my mother went and actually told me, you need to go see a Babalao. And uh, for me, that's where it started. I had my first Ifa reading um, as a teenager, and uh, I was actually hooked on what he was able to do. And for me, it was just like I wanted to be like this man. And uh, his name uh, was Baba, or it is Baba Ifa Sunji. And uh, there's another one by the name of uh, Chief uh, Ajamu, who uh, has made the transition. May he rest in peace, by Baitonu. Mm-hmm. And um, another great teacher was uh, Baba Madahochi, uh and he's recently made the tradition, uh, the transition as well. By, by Tono. So we, we those those great ones uh here in Chicago, uh and as I moved to Atlanta, Georgia and in looking for a home, I found quite a few places where I had access. Um but was very comfortable when when meeting uh the family of uh Chief Afalabi and, and Madrina and, and my other family members down in Atlanta. I had studied with some other uh, schools as well down there and received some EFI training in an Orisha house. I'm also uh, an EFI priest. I'm mean, not an EFI priest, but in the EFI tradition or Orisha tradition, I'm an uh, Baba Losha of Yemanja Okuti. So, um, okay. Okay. I, um, in, in studying both traditions, I've learned just the beauty and the shared nature. Um, of of our ancestors in relating life with simplicity, but also understanding the sheer power, and um, it's allowed me not only open roads for myself, but to to, to show others um, mm-hmm. that at times it's better to go inside than to go outside, mm. and uh, it's 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 changed my life in that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a big, big part. Mhm. Mhm. Um, would you say that that's been that that's been pretty much your your path as well, Madrina? It's um, been it's been a different journey for me. Uh, I came about it in a in a very different way. I saw a prenda on Nganga down at the Black Arts Festival in Atlanta. Okay. And, okay. And, and I was just drawn to it. I just couldn't. I couldn't look at anything else. Mm. And ended up meeting Chief Afalabi. Okay. All right. Um. Interesting. I know that for for me, I mean, I've you know, I've I've kind of had many different different ways. I mean, I started out as. as pretty much hardcore Protestant Christian, but by the time I was a teenager, I was experiencing things and seeing things that didn't quite fit into the Christian paradigm. And so, <laughs> I, <laughs> so I started out started out with Wicca and um, came upon the Lusitians, Jambalaya, and started um, studying the Mauritius. And um, it... it it took a while for me to actually become, you know, to become a quote-unquote solitary practitioner, and it wasn't until 
last year that I that I uh, decided to become part of the house, and so I'm mm-hmm. you know I'm it's, it's moving moving very very slowly, but um, you know I hear you on 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 the, on the ancestors, and you know since I was a young person, I was I always had the sense of of the ancestors, and you know how they are. They come to you in dreams. They come into you. They sometimes speak through other people. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, but you have to listen. You have to listen. And that's the thing. You have mm-hmm. to listen. You have to be patient and and not be so quick to you know to you know to, to just do. Sometimes you just have to just sit and be patient. And that's something that I've had to learn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and that's exactly um, what I mean by having to go inside. You know, sometimes it's yes. just there's a there's a Yoruba uh, there's a Yoruba saying that says "Sooro Iwa. and it says it means basically patience is the father of good character. And sometimes we have to be patient in order to obtain that that iwapuele, that good character. And those ancestors are, are there to, to assist in that. There's lessons mm-hmm. in everything that teaches, you know. Yeah, well, I, I think, in, you know, and I and I think that I kind of came to it the way that I think a lot of people come to, you know, you want something and you think that you want something and that's all you're thinking mm-hmm. about. And and I didn't really think about well, what what am I being here, maybe there's a bigger picture, and it really wasn't until I started thinking about the bigger picture and started focusing on the bigger picture and not think so much about what I can get and think about what I can give that um, that things started changing for me for the better, and I think that that's that's something that I think that that um, that, that folks you know ought to ought, ought to think about, and so with that in mind. Um, um, and either one of you can, you know, and well, both of you can kind of talk about, because I want folks to kind of get an understanding of the different traditions. I mean, I, you know, you see a lot of junk online. You have some people saying that Santeria and Palomayombe are, you know, uh, uh, you know that Palomayombe is the dark side of Santeria. Stuff, you know, junk, you know, stuff that's mm-hmm. not really giving giving the, the, the reality of, of these traditions. So I'm thinking right. maybe um, just kind of give a, a general run through what are these traditions when somebody says Santeria or or says Makumi, what are what are people talking about as opposed to Palomeombi, as opposed to Hoodoo or even Voodoo? There um Hoodoo is a a conglomeration of many different traditions. There's some African tradition. There's some Native American traditions in it. And Connie and I were just talking about Paulo. Um, if he can, you know, reiterate what he was telling me about uh, the American Paulo. Okay. Well, Paulo, um, or as it's traditionally known in Africa as Ganga, or its father, father and mother sources is, is called Ganga comes from the Congo, the Bantu Congo people. And there are actually different branches of what we know as Palo. Um, we, our particular branch is Mayombe. Um, many say that the name comes from the Mayimbi region of, of the Congo, um, which is where the, the, I guess, the origin of some of our inkisi or the way that we build our pots, the uh, the vessels in which we use for our spiritual works, uh, where those origins are, are, are stemmed or rooted from. Um, 
one thing, well, one big difference is that there is no dark side to Santeria. Um, Paolo and Santeria, respectively, are two complete uh, different systems with two complete different origins. Um, the the usage of Paolo in Cuba and the reason that it, it's it's seen in that window is the Africans that were brought to Cuba um, during the slave trade uh, in the earlier part uh, were were Bantu people, were the Congolese people. The Yoruba people were actually some of the last people brought during the during the end of the slave trade, and by that time, it was actually banned to bring more Congolese people into it because. They kept having uprisings, quite frankly. Um, mm-hmm. The systems, the, the systems survived on each other's uh, on each other's backs, basically. And when it came to be that houses were combining or houses were, um, I guess, um, formulating the system that we know as Santeria today, the there was an absence of uh, ancestral veneration from the Yoruba perspective. Um, and Paolo was used as a substitute for that in many houses in Cuba, which is why there's a progression theory in, in Paolo today. Many people say mm-hmm. that you have to take Paolo first uh, and then go mm-hmm. to Orishas. Um, the, and that separation just comes from the fact that the Egongun tradition really didn't thrive as well in Cuba. And so uh, in traditional Yoruba, you would have to go through your ancestors first. So system being intact, but there were some replacements due to, I guess, quite frankly, survival. Um, okay. Paolo works with what we know traditionally as Mpungu. Uh, Santeria worked with Orisha. Uh, the divine head in Santeria would be known as Oludumare, whereas in the divine head in uh, Paolo would be Sambi or Sambi. Um, there are um, similarities, um, I guess, you call the Mpungu and um, the Orisha avatars in certain mind states, but I really don't believe in that as well. I like to give them their own respective spaces, and I feel okay. that it's important to, to realize that they are two completely different systems. Right, um, right. But giving light to, you know, uh, Apollo, um, there, there is... It's a very, very beautiful um, spirituality, and it's one that's that's completely um, misunderstood. And I think the relationship with the ancestors or the dead is one thing that's just fearful in the Western thought entirely. And so anything that touches it in in a more in-depth way is going to be completely seen as, as, you know, dark and scary and, you know, the boogeyman and these things. But it really is... a very beautiful way of looking at the, the total system that we know as life. Is life. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think people um, associate Paolo Mione with, um, with dark, um, with, well, with quote-unquote dark magic or even left hand? Um, you know, I, I, you know, I keep, keep seeing that and keep, people, keep hearing people describe that. And, and you know, from what what I have witnessed and what I have seen, um, no, not not at all, not at all. But yeah. Why do you think? Where, where does that come from? Television is one thing. Television. Say that again. Television. 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 Media. Pop. Mm-hmm. Pop culture. Pop culture. And, you know, pop culture. It, it, 
Right. You watch a, a Law and Order uh, or any of these other shows that come on or movies that come on, anything having to do with um, African um, African traditional religions, you know, you know sometimes they'll mismatch, um, you know, uh, uh, deities or, or, or spirits. Uh, they'll mis- mismatch traditions together. This is all all the same thing. And you know, quite frankly, you know, um, you know, xenophobia. Quite quite frankly, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, so now that we've had, I, I, I also, oh, sorry. Go ahead. You, you got something on your mind. Say it. I also, mind. Think, Say it. <laughs> I also <laughs> think that, you know, it, it's the sheer nature of, of Paulo. Paulo deals with raw energy, you know, point blank. And mm-hmm. it, the the way that Paulo was structured, uh, the Mpungu that we use, quite frankly, are warrior spirits. Paulo and, and the way that these pots were put together, mm-hmm. you've got to remember that these slaves were under duress. So it right. wasn't a time to build a, a friendly pot. It was time to fight. And the traditions that were passed on are actually warrior paths. Um, right. The Franco Mayors of most of the Ramas are warrior and Pungu, which means that right. we start out with the strong. These are our, our cornerstones. So, you know, in that, you know, looking at that versus Orisha, um, they are quite different. Not saying that Orishas don't have warriors, clearly they do, and they they are um, there to protect. But there's a difference in the way that they are assembled, and, and historically the way that the Enkungu are assembled. Right, and so with Paulo Mayombe, did you see synchronization as you saw with uh, Santeria? Uh, Whereas I'm sorry. Um, whereas you would see in Santeria, you saw the synchronization or the the combining of the, the Catholic saints with the African mm-hmm. spirit in in, in Santeria. Um, did something like that um, occur with Colomiombe, or 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 was it just straight up um, African spirit un, unsyncretized? Not necessarily. Um, there are some traditions that do uh, do some synchronization. Um, the Kimbisa order, uh, one in particular, are, are known for uh, synchronization uh, in, in the tradition of Palo. Um, and there are others. Um, but there are, again, some straight, you know, African forms. We in our house at Nsoki Kulu, we, prefer, we, we deal with the straight African forms. So, you know, respect to others that don't, but we choose to do it this way. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We have no right. synchronization with with any kind of uh, Catholic saints or Christianity at all. Yeah. Right. 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 Do you find uh, do, do you find um, many Christians coming to you all for you know for assistance in uh, matters in in life in any of the life matters? Um, oh yeah. And 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 how do they how do they re- respond to you know some of the things some of the tasks that they have to do and some of the things that they're being, they're being told that they need to do? Well, <laughs> well a lot of them. Mm-hmm. I agree. It is difficult for a lot of them. And then, you know, I, I've even had some right after, you know, the, um, I guess the result that they wanted uh, was a praise Jesus. So, 
Right. And for me, it, you, you see it how you see it. The main thing for us as gangas is to help. You know, we're there for the community. So, you know, whether or not you, you know, interpret it in the, in the way that we would have liked you to have, you know, um, yeah, there are Christians, we Muslims as well. Muslims as well. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. right. So, um... So we've talked we've talked a little bit about some of the similarities and differences, but what would be um, what would be sort of the you know sort of the hard differences between, say, for instance, Palo Mayombe and 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 Santeria? Um, we know that there are some differences in terms of you know origins um, and in terms of um, in, in terms of a little bit about approach, but for the audience, so that they kind of kind of understand. How is it that they are different? Say, for instance, um, in, in dealing with something such as um, a love problem, or dealing with somebody who is, uh, or dealing with something something uh, a bit more nefarious, which is somebody who's a stalker or somebody who's attempting to, to do harm. Um, what and what what's the difference in the approach? Um. There can be differences in approach, and there can there's sometimes there are going to be similarities in the way that we deal in um, situations. Um, the differences between the two would be there's a more personable, palatable approach when using Orisha. Uh, when going to Oshun for um, love situation. You have an understanding of what Oshun looks like. You have an understanding of, of of her tradition and what she does, and you have a respect for it. When in in that same thing, uh, dealing in Palo, uh, going to uh, one like Mama Chola, um, mm-hmm. um, you Mama Chola is that raw energy. Um, there is no, I guess, persona for Mama Chola. Um, is as if going directly to the source. Not saying that Oshun isn't, but there's this that that difference is going to a direct raw force, one that almost if it didn't have a name, you would just know it to be what it is. It's manifested in, in the way that it acts and performs. Um, the, the offerings may be the same. Uh, offerings may be slightly different. Um, results. Uh, may come quicker. It, it's told that results in Palo come a bit quicker in, in Palo than than they do in um, in Orisha, um, and, and that may or may not be true depending on the situation. Um, right. Yeah. Um, with a stalker, <laughs> um, it really depends on what is what what does the person what is the end result with the with with the person that's coming to me? What what do you want? Um, right. Is this something that you want this person to to just kind of go away quietly? Is this person doing harm? What What is it that we can do that you know? And and it may not you may not get what you want because if you're telling us to hurt somebody and kill somebody and it's not justified, then that's that's just not going to happen. We don't operate like that anyway. You know, um, that's going to be a big difference. There are going to be some paleros and some practitioners out there that will offer you the world and 
and really, you know, it is a thing where people get caught up in having power. Again, we are dealing with raw energy. It's spiritual energy of our ancestors. But um, you have to use it with a, a sort of temperance. You have to be able to think clearly. Um, and so I guess the differences really are up to the practitioner, you know, and his methodology and the way that he uses his pots as well. Right. Do you find yourself having to turn away? I'm sorry. Go ahead, please. I, I apologize. I usually tell people that Arisha is like plugging in the lamp mm-hmm. and Paula is like sticking your finger directly in the socket. Exactly. <laughs> wow. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can I can I can I can definitely I can definitely I can definitely see how that how that would be. Do you all find yourselves having to having to turn away people? Um because you know, unfortunately we do have folks who they think they want something, um, but it may not be for the you know may not be good for them, it may not be good for, you know, just in a in a in a humanity sense. You find, you find yourselves having to kind of say Whoa, wait a minute. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. And mm-hmm. even in having to restructure the way that we, you know, look at things and pass, you know, our tradition on to people. Yeah, quite a bit. Um, right. Yeah, there's a lot of fear that that it will be abused. And, and I'm not going to lie and say that at times it hasn't been. So you have to be a bit weary and responsible. There are people that think because we have Paulo that we're willing to do anything. Mhm. Mhm. That we have no morals, yeah. we have no ethics. Which is very, very much not true. There, you know, there's always there's always a price that that, that has to be paid. It has to be balanced. It has to be balanced. Mm-hmm. Very much so. A lot um, of people think Paulo is very mercenary. Yeah. The responsibility of a I'm sorry. Why do people think that? Why do people think that it's... Well, because there are people that, that are privy to that, you know? There are people that will, that have basically sold their souls to the pot and, and will do a lot for money. You have no idea how much real estate is bought around in this country with, you know, people working these, you know, working this spirituality in in a negative way, which is another reason why we get such a negative look with the community, you know. Um, but, yeah, mm-hmm. there there are people that, that will do that. Right. You know. Well, um, what I, I want to do is I want to kind of break for a moment um, to give you all a chance to plug any website, um, if you have shops, um, if you have services available, um, and, you know, to give out information to, to folk if folk want to um, talk to you further, if they have, you know, something that they need, you know, because I'm quite sure that there are people who um, who have, um, you know, who have decided to click and listen um, I won't know how many people clicked in to listen tonight until I look at the stats a couple of days later. Um, I do have a couple of folks that are on the chat line, but they're not saying much. They're just sort of kind of waiting. And so um, I think this would be a good time for us to, to kind of plug, and then we can get into the, 
the next part, and that is the role of technology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I would like to say uh, for people to come and visit uh, CrossroadsUniversity.com. I'm doing that with author Denise Alvarado, and we're, we are trying to preserve indigenous cultures. Excellent. 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 And I kind of need to give his phone number out, you know, so people can find him. If it's okay, uh, Tata Akani uh, of Inso Kikulu, which is uh, our spiritual home. It's uh, a Kikango word that means the house of the ones who know growing up. And we are open for spiritual consultations. uh, culture um, and lessons, and um, we are also open for initiations. So the phone number is, uh, because we're trying to build a, a really big, beautiful house here, and we want a lot of good, strong, conscious practitioners to do Palo and Ganga the right way. Phone number is 773-712-2778, and that's in Chicago, Illinois. Very good, very good. And of course, let's not forget, um, Adrena Angelique, your um, your website, rootmamaconjures.com. dot com. Uh huh. Um, yep. And you offer lots of services. You also have for people who like to, you know, to um, buy fetishes or, or you know, or any um, aspects that would be required for their own rituals um, on that website, as well as lots of lots of information on many um, of the African traditional um, religions. And so um, I'm going to make sure that before we end the show tonight, you all do that again so that folks who are just catching us now will have that um, that opportunity. Um, let's see. Um, ooh, looks like, looks like one of our <laughs> looks, looks like... Uh, Looks like your guy from Chicago ended up dropping off. Are you back with us? Yes, I am. I'm back. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay. All right, so let's get uh, to the next part um, to um, our show, and that is talking about the role of technology. Um, you know, speaking of which, you know, we just plug, um, you know, these websites. But I wanted to kind of get... Um, thoughts from you all on, you know, this idea of technology and the growth of African traditional religions, you know, back in, you know, in the part of the 20th century, early part of the 20th century, you know, everything was sort of hush-hush. And, of course, with the explosion of social media, uh, websites, um, you know, a lot of information is out there, but a lot of misinformation. Um, And... But also, you know, you have this this other piece, the possibility of folk who are interested in connecting with um, actual houses to be able to define them in the first place. So I kind of want to get your thoughts. I think it's both a a help and a a curse, actually, because like you said, there is so much misinformation. Yes. And it's like... There's so many people that can just say, oh, yes, I'm a Polero. And they, there's nothing to back it up. You can't track them. Right. Right. But, you know, or, or to claim that they're from. Oh, go ahead, please. I apologize. 
Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say that you have people who claim to, claim to be from such and such house and, 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 you know, can pretty much make up anything that they like and, and not be, in, you know, and, and give out misinformation and people, you know, just they, they're not really knowledgeable of it and so they don't really deal with people um, face-to-face. Um, and so there is that disadvantage. Um, but you were going to say, Connie. I, I was just going to agree with, you know, uh, Madrina and you and yourself. Um, I think that uh, it's great when we can communicate with people many, many miles away through email and be able to talk and, and share things. But at the same time, I think people have tried to use it as a source of power and abuse it. And, you know, Madrina and I were talking a bit ago about witch wars online and how a lot of people just, Use the, the the internet to trash people, and the, the thing is that us in the ATRs really don't need to use technology to trash people. We really need to take this opportunity to 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 reach out to each other, to to pass on information, to fellowship with one another. Because quite frankly, and it's always been my theory, all of these ATRs came on similar ships from one coast to the next. And we all needed to we all needed to band together then. We all need to band together now, you know. And we've got a, an opportunity to use this as a good tool to do it. So, um, yeah, it could be both. It could be both. Right, right. Yeah, and, and and I'm glad you said which which wars. You know, I you know I have a couple, a couple of friends who are um, practitioners in various traditions, and we you know we would always be amazed to see how you know you would see these. Websites with all of this wonderful information or shops that you know, were up, and then they would just sort of disappear. And it looked like they were being hacked. Um, and you know, and I, and and I would say, well, you know, this doesn't seem to be much of a, this doesn't seem to be a coincidence. This seems to be, you know, like an attack. And so uh-huh. you, you see these people fighting, fighting with, uh, fighting with each other, either fighting with each other or they're, they're fighting off some of the evangelicals because, uh, you know, unlike what some folks might think, you know. You call yourself praying against a, a group of people because you don't like them or because you don't like what they believe. Well, to me, you know, you're hexing somebody. It's still a hex. Yeah. Uh-huh. You're using the Bible, but you're still hexing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's we're 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 in this thing because we love God, regardless of what we call he or she or they. We're we're in this because we love a higher being. We're in this because we want to find our center in nature, and we should be able to do that without, you know, trying to figure out who's the toughest and who's the strongest. It should be a relationship between you and your divinity, you know, and and, then your responsibility to your community. But it just seems like everybody's trying to flex out here, and that's the one turnoff with me in in technology. Um, I'm not one that's online a whole lot. You know, I have a, a website where I'm, I'm able to be reached, but I'm not in and out of the chat rooms and the blog sites because it just it just seems like it's at times a, a little rough to really get to the real spirituality. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a lot of people that are saying it's their way or the highway. Mm. They get a certain criteria in their head of what is Arisha or what is Paulo or what is Hoodoo. And if you deviate mm-hmm. in any way from what they mm-hmm. see, then you're a fake. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we all have regulars, and regulars is the regulars are rules. We all have our own regulars. Everyone, everybody's Rama has their own tradition. These things were were started by small people that that are small groups of people that were trying to maintain and 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 to survive. And we all have things that are different. So for one person to delegitimize another person because of their practices is foolish. It's foolish. And it has become a big, you know, big fashion show, if you will, you know. Um, it, and it's one of the reasons that, yeah, again, it, it's kind of turned me off to go online. And, and I go online to, to email friends and to let them know where I am. And so, you know, but the chat rooms at times it can get tiring. It can get tiring. We're supposed to be conscious. Right. We need to act like it. We need to act like it. Right, right, right. So um, with, you know, with technology and with, you know, with reach kind of, you know, kind of going beyond, say, you know, the local community, do you find um, people coming to you who are um, not part of the African diaspora um, coming to you for, for services or, or even coming to you because they want to become part of, um, you know, part of part of a house? Oh, yeah, they, from all, everywhere. Yes, ma'am. Right. And um, how do you, I mean, how do you, how do you contend with people who say that, you know, African traditional religions are um, are supposed to be, you know, for Africans only? I mean, I've heard people make that, make that argument um, as if to say that a religion is, you know, that if a religion originates, you know, on a particular continent, then, then only those people should, should, should worship it. I don't believe that, but... I've encountered people who do believe that. How do you respond to that? Well, first, we just have to give respect and understand that it is African religion. And if the respect is given that it is an African tradition, and it's not, there are a lot of people who try to get into this uh, that are from other cultures because it's seen as a, a kind of a magic tradition, and there is no respect for the African tradition. Um, mm-hmm. That can be a problem with me because I want you to realize, regardless of black, white, uh, Puerto Rican, whoever, Haitian, Asian, whatever nationality, wherever you come from, that if you are coming to the source, that it is an African tradition. Um, that means that there can be no racism in, involved in it, involved in your practice. Um, if those guidelines are, are respected, I don't have a problem standing next to you and praying with you. I don't have a problem with it at all. It's when it's it's when it's seen as this magic thing. It's when it's seen as this source of power, this thing that I have to acquire because I've gone to this tradition and this tradition and this tradition, and now I need this because I need more power. It's that mentality that scares me, and that can right. come from anybody. That's true. That's true. I've noticed that um, that you'll sometimes you'll see some you'll see some folks who attempt to uh, kind of align um, some aspects of of, of African uh, traditional religions with um, you know with other other tr- with other traditions, as if to say, well, you know, all you need is a, is a you know if you you can. You could do a a, a wicking ritual um, and just use um, African um, African 
can be easy and not recognize that there's there's going to be a different protocol. Um, you know, that mm-hmm. different deities from different traditions are going to need to be fed differently. Um, mm-hmm. There's be a, a difference in, in rules and, and how and and how they are, are approached. And so, mm-hmm. um, you see this a lot with some of the some of the New Age books out there, um, and, and some of the stuff that you see uh, when you walk into some of the some of the magic shops, where you know, just kind of, you know, mix a few few items together and and and, and hope that that will uh, come out for the best. Um, yeah, here in Chicago, they're it. actually here in Chicago, they're actually giving something in some of these uh, Wiccan houses, uh, something called the Mother Goddess Orisha, which is, you know, for me, disrespectful. Um, it takes years mm-hmm. to study Orisha and to properly be able to understand and venerate and and to you know be in tune with them. Um, yeah. And it, it's something that now, and, and it's not something that you can just give away. It's 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 a tradition that's actually handed down from priestess to priestess. And in that, there are our woes. There are many secrets. And, and those are what keep Oshun alive. Those are what, you know, moves the mother. Those And, and, and it's those things through those women that are passed on that, that, that make that Arisha beautiful. And... Yeah, you're right. There's people just kind of putting things together and, and hey, let's have an Arisha party. And, you know, in all due respect, that's just not how it's done. It's just not. Right, right. And it's not a, and, and, and by me saying that, I'm not, you know, disrespecting Wicca because Wicca is powerful in its own right. powerful in its own right. And, you know, and, and you know, and, um, a lot of the um, the European traditions, you know, they have their own deities who must be, um, you know, respected and fed. They have their own ancestors, um, who, you know, mm-hmm. who must be, you know, respected and fed in their own right. And you know, mm-hmm. I, I think that what 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 we see, you know, now is you know just a lot of misinformation by mass media, um, you uh-huh. know, by you know some of these some of these publishers who um, who really uh, seem to be more interested in making making money off of people who seem to be seeking knowledge, but who don't really know where to go, um, or who yeah. haven't really. Go ahead. Yeah, no this to the to the Wiccan community at all. My 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 whole point in saying it is really if there is a need and a want for Oshun, come and go to Oshun. You know, go to someone that'll be able to give her in the proper way. So that we have right. more ocean worshippers worshiping her in the proper way, because that, in right. respect, is what she needs and what she wants. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. So, and you know, and, and I list myself as somebody who who uh, who got a lot of misinformation um, and made a lot of mistakes and paid for them. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> they, they, they do. <laughs> I think then you can just kind of just fix it all up and stir. And one of the first things that I was told that I needed to do was to separate my Orisha altars from whatever I was doing with any of the European um, traditions. I needed to make a distinction, and that I needed to be very clear about you know what what that was all about because those are different paths, different paths. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you, you know, 
with you know, once you have that knowledge, you know, if you don't, if you don't, you know, if you don't fix the problem, you know, you'll, you'll be in some trouble. And so I'm one, you know, so I'm kind of wondering, um, do you uh, you find yourselves having to to explain to people that they, you know, that they really do need to be um, very clear? Do you find yourself dealing with people who maybe started out and in one of those, in, you know, such as what I did? you know, in, in my sort of meandering, you find a lot of dealing with a lot of solo practitioners. Um, yeah. And are they, and is it hard to get them to, to understand that they have to, that they have to, they have to uh, do it the right way? It's very difficult. I, I see people all the time, they ask me all the time, well, I have all of my altars in the same, on the same table. I have all my deities on the same table. <laughs> and yeah. you know, I say you can't you can't put Oshun with Lilith, okay? It, it's just not going to work. <laughs> You've got to separate them. You can you can have them both, and you can you can work with them both, but you've got to separate them. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Heck of a heck, heck of an explosion. Oh yeah. And again, yeah, it's not kind of to be. It could be the uh, the situation people what the problem is it, it's some problem you know it could if there's an issue it could be the issue you know right they they, right. they want respectively to have their own spaces and you should you should be able to do that you should be able to do that right exactly exactly wow so um well i guess we can kind of um we're we're kind of we are we've got about fifteen fifteen minutes left. Um, so far, we do not have any um, any any callers um, other than than you two. Um, but that's not always a bad thing. What that basically means is that people are listening, um, and sometimes they just you know, like I said, a lot of my listeners are really un unfamiliar um, with these traditions. One tradition you really have not had a chance to talk about in depth has been hoodoo, and I'm actually quite curious about that. Um, Madrina, you mentioned that that um, you have Native American traditions, African traditions, and European traditions. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. So that really uh-huh. is, is a syncretic tradition, right? It's become a tradition of its own um, with the blending of these various traditions. Uh, at Crossroads University, we teach the blending of these cultures. Uh, where, you know, some of it is folk magic. Mm-hmm. Some of it is uh, totally African traditions. If you, if you hear a lot of people in New Orleans, they'll talk about zombies. Mm-hmm. And Denise Alvarado and I were talking about the other night, zombie comes from unzombie. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Could you explain that a little bit for our audience? Well, where, zombie... Uh, go ahead. Zombie or zombie would be uh, what some of the Bantu people would see as a spring god. And so what you see is some of those older African terms being filtered into even everyday American, you know, tradition and culture. 
So, you know, there there has been a big thing with the end of the diaspora that says that no African traditions existed or survived in America because of our slave trade, um, because of the difference between the Caribbean having Catholic slave masters and the mainland having Protestant slave masters, some of the traditions were not preserved as well. Um, if you look at the New Orleans, they had actually a Catholic uh, structure. So the survival of, uh, of, of voodoo can be, you know, can be uh, kind of uh, because of that. Um, but voodoo is another tradition that, you know, Madrina is far more, you know, knowledgeable than, than I have of voodoo, but it's another tradition that actually was brought here that did survive. Mm-hmm. I'm recalling a, um, a a part of uh, the autobiography of Frederick Douglass where he he actually went to a hoodoo practitioner because his master his master was beating him and guy was trying to break him and he needed to uh, he needed uh, he needed a a, a fetish bag uh, a grigri if I'm not mistaken um, right and or yeah and as a result that man never touched him again. Uh, mm, and yeah. so that's one of the, the earliest writings, you know, when you have Charles Chestnut writing about the new, um, and, of course, you have Daniel Hurston. But now you all are, um, are relating how um, hoodoo is alive and well and breathing in the 21st century. Um, yeah. You have, you wow. have like, in the, in the Yoruba tradition, you have an odoo, what's, what's called an odoo. And it's a story, and it's what we learn um, of our past. It's 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 a it's a poem, and it's given in a in a way to tell us a story to help us to find solution or to find relief in our problems. And there is actually what I call the American Odoo that was written here, and a lot of it is in lot of the old blues tradition. You hear a lot of the old Congolese. I got my mojo bag working. I got my high john. I got my cat bone. All of these things are in uh, what we know as hoodoo, but also what we know as African tradition and remnants of African tradition. Um, The Robert Johnson story is clearly an American odoo to myself. Here you have a man who was trying to achieve greatness, and he went to an Orisha. He went to an Orisha. He went to Elegba or Elegua or Eshu at the crossroads, and right. he made a deal. He didn't complete his end of the deal, and at the end of the day, Elegua pulled him back in. You see this in the 1602s written by, um, uh, written, uh, 16 secret, um, um, Odu poetry, Odu, written by, um, Ambimbola. You see the same structure in a lot of the old Odu. You know, so it does still exist here. It is here in America, and it hasn't gone anywhere. We just have to realize right. it's here. Right, mm-hmm. right. Well, of course, the story that it, that everybody else has told about Robert Johnson is that he made a deal with the devil at the crossroads. And so, well, that's the way um, they see our tradition. That's the way they look right. at the way that right. our tradition. Right, right. And so, and if you don't have enough knowledge about um, um, Lesba or Lesba, um you you really you, you tend to to associate any um, any of the, the African spirits with the devil, so to speak, or associate um, you know any of the trickster um, deities with 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 the devil. 
And so, do you find your uh, you find yourself having to kind of um, to kind of you know kind of push back against against that? I mean, you know, I you know, and I my family's from my family's from Georgia. Um, I'm from I'm from Ohio, but my family uh-huh. is from is from the South, and and I know that you know whether you're talking about the Midwest or whether you're talking about the South, you know, when it comes to um, you know. Being in, you know, raised in a Christian tradition, anything that's not, you know, of the church is considered to be of the devil, and so you find yourself having to kind of push back against that kind of noise. Yeah. The first thing, the first point of colonization is to really make one afraid of themselves, and 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 to make you dependent on another system, and it's it's one thing that's really been played on on millions of peoples, and it's why we're afraid to look at our own traditions, which can actually be our own powers, our sources of power. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And, um, Medjini, you you were going to add something? You see a lot of things. um, I saw a show not too long ago where they were, uh, they had psychics, People were bringing in their their antiques, mm-hmm. and these psychics were telling the stories about the antiques. And mm-hmm. anything that was Americana or Asian always had, was. They said it had good energy. When mm-hmm. they would bring African fetishes or African masks, it was pushed back. Oh, that's evil. That's evil. I don't like the energy. That's dark. Mm-hmm. And it was. Time and time again, I watched them do this. I saw something similar to that. Um, there's a show called Paranormal State, and this couple um, they bought a um, they bought a, a, a voodoo doll, and apparently um, there was a spirit in that in that doll, and they ended up having some um, not pleasant, some unpleasant things happen. You know, in other words, they bought something, didn't really bother to find out, well, what is it? It's a, it was a hex doll, and they brought it in their house. Um, and so they kind of brought, some, brought something in there. But, you know, it just seems to me, you know, half the time when, when you're watching the show, you got, half the time you really can't, can't believe any of that. And so, you know, anybody who's watching that, they're going to conclude that, Anything having to do with voodoo, anything having to do with hoodoo, anything having to do with African traditional religions, whether it be a mask, a ball, or anything else, oh, well, that's going to have evil imprinted on it. And so a lot of, a lot of mis- misinformation. And so, um, so that, that's definitely, definitely something that I, that I run into. I, you know, as a professor, I do encourage my students to read, you know, Fiction written by people who have an who have an interest in African traditional religions and who are not, you know, passing on that same negative crap. One of the first things that I run into time and time again. Oh, I don't yeah, know if I want that, to read this. Were that fear <laughs> not around? Were that fear not been around? And they and we really have some sort of understanding of our traditions. You know, just even right. as a as a whole, as a community, some sort of respect, uh, you know, of African tradition, they could have taken that somewhere to find out what that is. Clearly had right. it read, appeased, appeased that, and that could have actually been 
a very, very good tool, a very good friend, a very good, you know, protector. That could have been something that could have opened up world of beauty to them. But that wasn't the purpose. Right. But it wasn't the purpose of the of the, of the host of that particular show. You know, you got a you know particular set of set of folk with a particular set of beliefs, and so anything African, anything that has you know it, you know and 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 of course the question that I always ask is why would you why would you buy something like that and you know as if it's something that you should just kind of decorate your house with, um, you know. <laughs> Why would you do that in the first place? You know, you know, anything that you, a table, a table can, you know, can can have energy. Anytime you buy antiques, you buy an antique. You don't know what was going on in the house, um, you know, where that where that table was. And so, whenever right. I, you know, whenever I, I I look at, you know, look at at furniture, I mean, just even for that matter, even secondhand clothes. A lot of times, you've got energy. That's you know just kind of kind of left left behind, but I don't think that people really think about it in that way. I think it's I think it's the nature of the beast of our culture, which is to consume, um, to acculturate. In other words, you know, you buy something because it looks pretty, as opposed to buying it as a way of you know honoring and, and respecting, and you know. So that's that's the subtext of that particular particular story, but it's the subtext that most people watching that show will not uh, will not see, will not hear, and so that's what people are being told, and that's what people are being sold. Unfortunately, um, so we are kind of we are you know we are we are kind of close to close to nine. I don't feel like you have to you know be kind of rush. What I would like you all to do, um, we're going we're gonna to do, do it a couple, couple of things. Um, give you each of you a chance to be able to kind of, you know, express um, what it is you would like people um, to know and how you you believe people should approach um, these traditions should they decide to take the path, and then afterwards. Um, give you all a chance again to do your plugs. So. I would like people to just res- approach it with respect and and see the beauty of where it came from. And I would like people to know that African traditions are alive and well here in the U.S. Um, They've been here. They're not going anywhere. And, yeah, more than anything else, to approach them with respect. Um, Approach them with respect. And you will get that reciprocated thousands of times over. So it's really what you put in, and you'll see what you get out. Thank you, thank you, both of you, um, for for doing that, and thank you for coming coming on the show. Um, this is very informative, um, very beautiful conversation, and um, I welcome you all to come back um, at any time, um, you know, to uh, to continue. Um, and so, well, 
uh, Akani ended up being drunk again. <laughs> okay, so maybe he'll come back. <laughs> maybe he'll be able to come back to, to do his plug. But uh, Madrina, could you um, again um, share with the audience, um, you know, information how they can find you? Oh, he's back. Oh, here, let me let me go ahead and put it right back in. Okay. Okay. Yeah, sometimes that sometimes it just happens, you know. Um, and so, um, and you know, and you're on Facebook, you know, you you have your your shop on Facebook and, and whatnot. So any information that will, you know, get people to you know to come to your website, to your shop, or, or, or to that university, Crossroads University. Um, people can come. Please feel free to friend me on Facebook and message me with any questions that you might have. Uh, visit us at CrossroadsUniversity.com, RootMamaConjure.com, and CrossroadsMojo.com. Excellent, excellent, beautiful, beautiful. Um, Akani, you're you're back. Um, if you could again give us information as to how people can reach you if they're interested in joining your house, or if they need they need to consult with you, or any other websites or any other information you'd like to share with us? Sure. The name of the house is Enso Kikulu, and uh, you can uh, ask for or look for Tata Akani, a.k.a. NNI. Uh, my phone number is 773-712-2778, and that's uh, in Chicago, 773 and by email, Omi, O-M-I, Sutra, S-U-T-R-A, at gmail.com. All right now. All right. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here tonight. Um, and, um, of yeah. course, for our, our audience, um, this show is also on iTunes, so it is downloadable immediately once I end the episode um, it should pop up. If not immediately, it should be within the next hour or so. And so at any point in time, you can um, download this episode. You can also subscribe. And you can also catch um, us for a special show on the 31st. That's this Friday um, at 8 p.m. I think I, that's when I scheduled it. Um, you can look on the website on Blog Talk Radio. I'm going to be interviewing um, Ms. Maddox, um, Vanessa Maddox is um, the CEO of the Girlfriend Group, and she's got a lot to say about networking and, and whatnot, and so do catch us. And we're going to have a very busy, busy month in September. We've got a lot um, of guests who are going to be coming on talking about all the things that we love to talk about um, when it comes to culture and Afrofuturism. Thank you very much, Madrina and, um, and um, Angelique and um, Akani. Thank you very much for Thank being you. on the Thank show you. tonight. All right. Thank you. Good night, folks. Awesome. Good, Good night. night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.